Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. And welcome back into the Canicuck Institute podcast. Chad and Keith with you. Excited to talk about something we're both extremely passionate about. We both love to run. Yeah, we do. And thankfully, the Bible uses running as a fun illustration. Keith, I, I guarantee you have a running story. Oh, man. You know, Chad, thank you for, you know, you know I, I think about running a race. And, and I'll never forget, you know, years ago, uh, I was watching this special uh, on ESPN. And this special on ESPN was talking about uh, Special Olympics. Now, Special Olympics are very special to me because I had a, a cousin named Susie who was a Down syndrome girl. And she was the same age as me, and I grew up with her. And I watched Susie her whole life, and she was nothing like me. But I don't know if I've ever met a person that brought me greater joy. She never had a bad day, and she was always fired up. Now, she was three times the size of me, and she'd knock me to the ground, and she was always, you know, pummeling me in some form, fashion, way. But I'm going to tell you something. I never saw her have a bad day. But as I was watching this ESPN special on Special Olympics, I'll never forget it because there were these eight kids about to run what's called the 400. It's the 400 meters, one lap around the, the track. And all these kids are in line and they're getting in their blocks, which they didn't know how to get into. And it was funny and you're kind of laughing and they're all getting in the wrong way and doing the things. It was just, it was just, it was classy. It was so pure, so awesome. And you're watching this going, I love this. Well, the starter holds his gun up, runners to your marks, get set. And about that time, one of the boys goes, look, and he just points up in the sky. There's a balloon. Well, these eight kids were immediately caught up with the balloons. Now, the, the starter, he still goes, bang, and he <laughs> shoots the guns because he's not caught up with the balloons. He's going to start the race. Well, this one kid that saw the balloon, he takes off, and he's around in the first corner, you know, the 110. He's down to the 200-meter mark, and all of a sudden, he realizes nobody's running with him, and he stops dead on the track, and he starts screaming back at the other runners hey, we're over here. And he's waving, come. And all of a sudden everybody goes, whoa. And they all take off running. Now the guys that are filming this on ESPN are going, all the boy has to do is turn around and run and he gets a gold medal. But this boy just stands there screaming, come, come. And one passes him, two passes him. The next thing he knows, all seven have passed him. They all finish the race. And this boy now comes in dead last. And afterwards they come and they do an interview. They say, son, don't you know you could have won a gold medal today? All you had to do was run the race. And he said something that forever has stood out to me. He said, it's no fun to run a race if there's no one to run with. And I thought, wow, what a great statement. That boy had greater insights than most people in our pl on our planet today. Yeah, that's good. You know, there's no fun in running by yourself. And so, you know, when you think about that, you go, wow, Paul makes a great statement here in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. He tells us that we all run in a race, but only one receives the prize. Therefore, run in such a way that you may win. I kind of like that because running a race, it isn't fun to run without others, hmm. you know, and, and, and he tells us to run a race that we may win. Chad, this is probably the biggest area of my life. I had the hardest time learning what winning is. I grew up very competitive, uh, being a smaller kid, but with, with wheels, 
I was always going to try to prove you that I was faster than you. I could jump further than you. I was a better athlete than you. So my proof of winning was being better than you. Well, when I read scripture yeah. and you read what winning is, I go, I don't think that was really Christ's mentality. Winning, I don't necessarily think that it's winning on a scoreboard. Yeah. You know, I heard a definition and it was by a guy named Wes Neal. Wes wrote a, a, a booklet called The Institute of Athletic Perfection. And I got saved my senior in high school, and I began to receive these publications from Wes Neal talking about uh, athletics Christ's way. And he gave a definition in there that said, winning is a total release of all that you are towards becoming like Christ. Losing is giving anything less than God's best. And I thought that to me was brilliant. Yeah. Because I had always thought I was a loser if I didn't win on the scoreboard. When all of a sudden I realized, no, I had probably won from the world's eyes a lot of games where I was really a loser because I had a sorry attitude. I cursed. I didn't have the right attitude. I was more concerned about the outcome of the scoreboard than I was about glorifying Christ. That's good. And, and he even touches on that yeah. first, when he says run in such a way. Such a way. He's not talking about the prize. He's talking about the way. Absolutely. It's, this is how I want you to do it. And, um, and this is how you do it different than yes. the world. And man, that's so hard for people to learn, right? That I don't have to be the, the best player on the basketball court or the football field or the soccer field, but I actually can be the best to everybody on the field. Yes by the way I get people involved. Well, the way we measure success in today's world is an outcome of the score. Mm -hmm. And so the problem with that is if, and I'll grow it, I'll never forget, I was running in a race in high school. I mean, I'm sorry, in college. And it was called uh, Superstars. And all these guys from different abilities were running in a 100-meter race with me. Well, I was a college 100-meter runner. I... Some of these guys did not look like 100-meter runners. And one day I'm running, and this one guy was shorter than me, uh, different shaped than me, and we take off. And I didn't want to kill these people. You know, I didn't need to run a, a time that was going to humiliate them. Yeah. So I ran at a level that was just measurably a little bit better than them. And when I got through, this one boy said, you ticked me off. I said, what do you mean? He goes, don't ever patronize me by lowering your abilities to run like me. I was running my best. You weren't. You're a loser. And I went, dude. And he, and he was right. He was right. Yeah. He was exactly right. And I thought that forever will stick with me. Because you see, a total release of all that you are towards becoming like Christ is that I give my best. But my best may not be better than the other guys that are out there because there are better elite athletes. Yeah. But my best is doing the best that God made me to be. Yeah. And when I learned that, Chad, it changed and revolutionized the way that I performed because I was no longer trying to be that guy. I wanted to be the guy that glorified Christ. That's, and it, it's Romans 12, 1 and 2, yes, right? It is. It, it is worship. When we make our bodies oh, living sacrifice, like that yes. is pleasing to the Lord, whether you're running, walking, theater, in the classroom, in a sport, you play the tuba, it doesn't matter. It, doesn't matter. it is worship unto the Lord when we take the time to use our God given mm. gifts 
to the fullness that he's given to us. the fullness. You know, we were talking earlier today about, you know, uh, in one of the podcasts that we've done recently on favoritism. And, and what we do oftentimes, we look at favoritism, we look at others better than others. And the problem with that is, is when you don't see others as a winner, you've qualified them as a loser. And, and we've made distinctions. And the problem with that distinction is that we, we, we assume that we're better. Mm. And Paul says, no, we all run the race. Only one receives the prize. Therefore, run in such a way. Not boxing you know, the air or not uh, running in a way that you run outside the boundaries. I used to think something, Chad. I used to think that um, freedom was doing what I wanted. Yeah. You know, and I thought, when I went off to college, I thought, man, finally I'm free. My mom had a curfew. I had to live by these certain ways. And when I went off to college, I thought freedom was doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I found out that freedom was not without boundaries. Yeah. Freedom was walking within the boundaries. Yeah. And Paul is saying, guys, when you run outside the boundaries, you will be disqualified. Yeah, yeah. You can run a track meet and you can, right. you can cut halfway across the field and win the race. Yeah. But you're disqualified. You're disqualified. And we don't teach that enough. Yeah. You know, we don't. Our character is such in disarray in today's world because we're teaching everybody just outdo the other one, make better on a test by cheating, yeah. whatever means that you can do on a test to be uh, the, the result. Sumi cum laude, magna cum laude, cum laude, or if you're like me, thank the laude. Yeah. You know, it, it's wherever you're at, you had to do your very, very best. But now we're taught to cheat. Yeah. It's not about keeping the rules. It's that as long as you don't get caught, you're okay. Yeah, it's the, the result trumps everything. Yes. And as long as we get the result we want, it doesn't matter how we got there. Yes. Which is why he couches it in verse 25. Yeah. Everyone who competes in the game exercises self-control in all things. Uh, and then he goes on, they do it to receive a perishable wreath, not an imperishable. That wreath, obviously... Talking about the Greek and Roman yep. games, you know, the, yep. the, the Ishmian the, games. The, All they did is put a little wreath on their head, yeah. and that's what you got to wear. Yeah, no Look gold, at me. No you gold know, medal. <laughs> no gold medal. It's a little wreath. It's a couple of little vines on the head, and you go, whoa. And you go, in today's world, would that suffice us? All we've done now is we, we give everybody a trophy. Yeah. And so in this world of giving everybody a trophy, nobody knows what winning or losing is. Yeah. You know, we're validating bad behavior. We're validating those that are outside the boundaries, those that are, aren't doing the things that they need to do unto the Lord. Yeah. And we're saying it's okay. And Paul says, no, everybody who runs these races exercises self-control. Yeah. I like that word because it's the fruits of the Spirit. You know, Self-control is a great thing that all of us need to, to understand in our life because that really is, it will be what guides us to, 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 perform better. I, uh, if I don't understand self-control and I want to go run a marathon and I just say, I'm going to go run a marathon. Well, I'm never going to run a good marathon if I don't exercise that self-control. I have to change the way I eat. I have to change the way I wake up in the morning and I go run a few miles. Mm. In the afternoon, I maybe run a few more miles. And in the course of a week, I'm putting in 30, 40, 50 miles. Yeah. But if I just say, I'm going to go run one mile a week and I'm going to run a marathon, there's no way. But we like to take, and Paul says, don't take the easy route. Winning is you be your very best to the glory of God. I like what 1 Corinthians 9.22 says, because it says, Paul became all things to all people that he might win some. Mm. 
and all those things are tied to purpose, Absolutely, right? Yeah. Like the way we run, the way yep. we train, the way yep. we interact with people, it's all driven at what is our purpose? What, what are we purpose? trying to accomplish? Am I trying to win the race yep. or am I trying to win people? Am I trying to win the argument yep. or am I trying to win the relationship? Like, oh, that's good. It's just that constant yep. reminder. So if you were going to close this out and we were going to kind of encapsulate what we're talking about, yep. running with purpose. Yeah. If you had to give us one minute of what does it mean to run with purpose, what you would know, you Chad, say? Chad, thank you for asking that question because you know I think Paul said it best once again in 1 Timothy 4, 7b, the second part of that verse, he says, discipline yourself with the purpose of godliness. If I run a race, it doesn't matter if I win and get the gold medal. It matters that I ran my very, very best, that I trained the very best that I could, I did the very best that I could. Because some students are C students. They'll never be an A student. Yeah. But yet... For them, winning is a C. Yeah, a C may be better than an A for somebody that doesn't try. Yeah. And what we do is we only assume that the A is the only way or first place. And so we have to begin to help people understand at each one's level, at their ability, let's let them be winners of Christ. Let's discipline their body, their mental, physical, relational, spiritual self to be winners in Christ. That they give everything they can to the glory of God for the purpose. That's good. And let it be worship. Let it be worship. So we pray today that as you're running your race, as you're out there in the world, that you're running with purpose, Mm. that you're exercising self-control so that you might win some. We sure love you guys. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for joining us. God bless. Institute Podcast.